Hey there, thoughtful listener. What is your number one lead generation blocker? Head to upmyinfluence.com slash quiz to find out right now. That's upmyinfluence.com slash quiz, and I'll share why you aren't getting the intros and sales you deserve. We're also actively seeking guests for this daily commercial-free entrepreneur wisdom podcast. Agency owners, consultants, coaches, and B2B service providers, head to upmyinfluence.com slash guest, and I'd love to promote your expertise to our amazing audience. Let's get on with the show. With us right now, it's Amit Cabra. Amit, you are the founder of Hop Skip Media. You're found on the web at hopskipmedia.com. Amit, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me, Josh. Yeah, and so uh, I'm really excited to have you. It's been a little while since I've had a um, kind of a paid traffic expert on, and so uh, what great timing for someone to maybe <laughs> kind of catch us up with what's been going on, what the world is like. Obviously, we've been seeing a lot of changes in social media, and a lot of headlines around social media. You know, which again is a generally a big part of of paid media. Um, but let's start by maybe just having you, Amit, just give us an overview of what Hopskip Media is. Yeah, uh, so we're an online marketing agency specializing in pay-per-click advertising. So that's Google, Facebook, Instagram ads mainly. Uh, we've done a little bit of TikTok here and there. Uh, my core competency is in Google ads and more so mm. on the lead generation side of things, but we do also have um, a shopping, so e-commerce uh, expert on our team as well. So we're able, able to cover both sides of that. Um, I've been in the industry for 13 years now, been running wow. my agency for five, yeah, five years now. It's uh, long enough that I've forgotten really at this point. Um, and yeah, it's been, it's been a wild ride. <laughs> like well, any other business it, ownership um, journey. I was hoping if you would be willing to uh, maybe give us a cliff notes version of kind of, you know, when you started to wear paid uh, traffic or where paid traffic is today, pay-per-click traffic is today? Oh gosh, I, ooh, that's a good question. I was 19 when I started and uh, the platform doesn't look the same. Mm. Uh, cost per click is significantly higher now. Yeah. Websites have to perform a lot better. Um, there's definitely a lot more bells and whistles now, which has been really, really great to make our jobs slightly easier. Um, automation is obviously a, a bigger component in our jobs now than it was back in the day because I used to have all the control and now I have partial and that's been kind of hard to <laughs> adjust to. Um, but yeah, I think for the most part, like some of the, the the new features are you kind of have to sit there and scratch your head and be like, are these actually the best ones for us? Um, but the other ones have been really kind of great in the sense of um, being able to amplify our reach. Um, and kind of get in, in front of more people, which has been really, really, really cool to see for for the businesses that we work with. Yeah, um, and and so in the world of of paid search and and so forth, um, you know, there there are a lot of folks that are out there that you know they show up one day or read a couple of books and they say, that's it. I'm going to manage people's paid ads or paid traffic. Um, what are the dangers of working with someone that maybe doesn't have a lot of wisdom and experience uh, as opposed to working with uh, a group that's been around for as long as you have? 
Uh, I think the biggest advantage is that we've seen it all, but we also know what the the past history of everything has been. Um, so what those features did, um, how they're actually going to unfold. So with new features like Performance Max recently, um, a lot of the people were rightfully skeptical. And really at this point, we're seeing really great results with it. But the thing that I think a lot of clients wouldn't understand is that eventually there's going to be a massive drop off. And that's because Google's trying to push their inventory to make it look like they've actually um, given you a product that's amazing in this new ad platform that's amazing. Um, but really at this point, they're just trying to amp themselves up. So I think that's kind of one of the biggest things. And then also understanding that Google doesn't necessarily have your best interest at heart. They care about the user and I love that they care about the user, but, um, we have to remember they're not a charity. They're an actual business. They're trying to get more money out of you. So when Google calls and they're like, we have these recommendations, they're going to be great for you. You really have to think those through. And I think somebody who's new and a little bit more green, um, wouldn't quite understand that. I think they would take that advice and be like, well, Google gave it to me without actually really understanding that they actually are a business. They don't necessarily care about us. They just want the money that we're going to be giving them through the ad spend. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, that being said, um, you know, I, you know, I, I, I'll just be very transparent. Like I'm not a big kind of advertising guy. I think it was, you know, it's like the, the quote, uh, you know, attributed to the founder of Geek Squad who said advertising is the tax you pay for being unremarkable. Um, but yet, um, you know, obviously, you know, we can use this very strategically, um, regardless of, you know, our work, but I'm, I'm particularly curious how you've seen, um, paid traffic or pay-per-click working well in the B2B space? Yeah, I think the biggest thing that a lot of people have to remember, especially in the B2B space, is that the, the buyer journey is 100 plus days. So a lot of people start wow. their ads and then they go, hey, why aren't they working within a week or two? Um, but if we really look at what 100 plus days looks like, that's three months forward. Uh, so you have to really ha- look at um, your your funnel really at this point. What are people searching for when they're at the top? What are they searching for when they're in the middle? And what are they searching for when they're at the bottom? And then tailor your your cost, not your cost, sorry, your call to action uh, to that journey. So for a top of funnel, you could offer some kind of white paper or something along those lines that give them more um, education on what you're selling them. Um, but you know that they're not quite ready to to buy, but at least at the very, or at the very least you get their email address and you can continue nurturing them through they go through a while they go through that hundred day process. It's amazing. Um, it really is, and I think that and that's like a, a stat that really does blow up a lot of people away because they just assume that when people are ready, they're ready. It's not necessarily the case because you have to realize with business and business, especially if we're like talking about larger businesses, you have to go up the chain to get approvals, uh, budgets, and all of that stuff, and that adds to a lot of that decision making um, time. Uh, so when you're at the bottom of the funnel, a lot of people are going to be wanting booking a demo, maybe a webinar or something that's actually really going to close that door for them. Um, so just understanding where those people are in their cycle and then actually offering them something that they're they're wanting when they're in that phase um, is really the crucial part of B2B uh, advertising. So um, help me break this out just a little bit of like what might what what else might be happening? You kind of touched on this a little bit, but I, you know I, I'm still like a hundred days, and I think that that as well um, should be 
pretty educational because again, what we want are results, right? And so what do you typically, when you, let's say you're talking with a new client and you say, oh, B2B, okay, well, you know, let, let's be pretty realistic here. It's going to take a few months, you know, in order for the average journey to commence. And so they're probably thinking like, what are we going to be doing during that 100 days? Uh, during that 100 days, we're actually really looking at all of the data that we have in front of us. So what are people searching for? What are we uh, appearing for? Uh, something called Google Search Console is a really great tool. It's free from Google. All you have to do is put a piece of code onto your website, and it'll actually tell you what you're doing organically, what people search for, what you showed up for. And that kind of information really is great for PPC because we can pull it and actually sit there and be like, okay, well, you showed up on page three. We can make you at least show up for page one. Um, so I think a lot of people assume that SEO and PPC are, are an either or when they actually should be together. They, they're best friends. Um, and a lot of people like to pit them to, uh, against each other, which I absolutely mm -hmm. hate because really at this point, the data that SEO has is valuable to us, but the data that we have is value to SEO as well. Um, and especially when I describe the two, I always like to say that PPC is the short term, SEO is long term. So when you work together, you really have this full blown strategy of actually really having longevity in your, in your business really at that point. Um, so using these SEO tools is basically what we end up doing. Um, during those three month, that three month period is just collecting as much as we possibly can to sit there and figure out where in the journey everybody is and then trying to tailor our messaging just to make sure that we're actually following them. So does that mean that we have to do a remarketing campaign um, no. that's a display ad, like that display aspect and actually follow these people around for, for 90 plus days? Or does that mean that we offer them a demo right off the bat and see if that might actually yeah. get them through the door? Yeah, let's see. Maybe it's like a... a uh, I don't know, like a PR agency or like a, a branding agency or something like that. Uh, you know, would they, would they be, um, you know, in terms of like the ad, what might they be saying in the ad and what are they uh, having the guest click through onto? I think it really depends on what the search query kind of comes down to. So let's say if this was a, uh... Tiger Woods years and years ago when that scandal came out, really great copy around that would just be like, do you want to um, get ahead of the news or do you want to let everybody else create that narrative for you? Um, and you can really come up with like really witty type of headlines and descriptions and stuff like that for your ad copy in regards to that, especially if it's um, bad, me or bad media um, coverage that you're trying to bury or something along the mm -hmm. lines, which I, when I used to do SEO 10 plus years ago, that was kind of the bulk of the work I would end up doing was actually just trying to bury content that people didn't want anybody yeah. to see. Um, so then you you kind of tailor that accordingly. And it really depends on what they're searching for. And you really, I think the best way to do it is actually just going back to your current clientele and asking them what they think about when they, or what they were thinking about when they, before they hired you. And like actually really pick up, not exactly the questions that they have said, but really listen to what they're saying and pick up the themes. And then create a whole campaign around that. And that usually tends to be pretty successful. Yeah. And and they might be in a big hurry to get on a sales call with them, but mm -hmm. eh, you know, maybe we hope, but uh, there there might be some other things in there. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so you know, as uh, an agency, um, you know, if if um, you know, for for you. What does like? How do you typically start with somebody? Um, and 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 I think that this is really important too in terms of differentiation. Um, 
you know, if you're working with someone, let's say you want to just hire someone on Upwork to run your PPC and your onboarding process is 20 minutes and they're like, okay, well, let's start running some ads and do some tests. Um, that's that's probably not how you start. Is it, what I'm gathering, looking at your website, you're actually going to do a little like you're gonna you're gonna do some due diligence here. Yeah, we want to make sure that we're at, like at the end of the day, we're never gonna understand your business as well you're, as you're gonna understand your business just as much as you're never gonna understand PPC the way that I understand it. Um, and that's something that we make really really clear with our clients because we really want to make it a collaborative experience, not necessarily that you hand something off and then we run off and possibly butcher the entire thing. Um, so for us, it's, uh, even before we sign you, it's a phone call, just to understand your business and actually try to figure out if it's a good fit, but then also to understand, do you actually know your numbers? Do you know how much it costs to create your product or your service? Do you, um, have a dollar value for your time? Because a lot of business owners don't do that. And I'm notoriously bad at doing that myself, where oftentimes I'll just say, oh, I'll jump in and do it myself. And my director will sit there and be like, but that's going to cost us money. And in my mind, it's like, no, but in reality, it really does. Um, so understanding those numbers, but then also understanding your margins. So we can kind of go back and actually look at what the cost for acquisition needs to be. So if it costs you, let's say $300 to produce a thousand dollar product, um, we have $700 of legroom right there for our ads. So then we know that at $700, if that's our cost per acquisition, uh, we've broken even. Obviously, our aim is to get it closer to a place where you're actually making more money off of it, but really mm. understanding that because um, the biggest or one, not one of the biggest, well, yeah, I guess it's one of the biggest things that we've run into is that a lot of business owners don't know their numbers. So then when it seems like they're making money, they're actually losing it. And we've mm, had a couple yeah. instances with our clients that, that that's actually happened. Uh, and we've looked at the numbers and went back and had to actually fire them ourselves and be like, you're losing money when you start accounting for the ad spend, our management fees, how much it actually costs you to do everything. You're, you're losing money per sale. This doesn't make logical sense, even though, yes, there's an influx of sales. That doesn't necessarily mean that you're actually making money. Um, so for us, it's doing that, that phone call to initially make sure that it is plausible for us to, to actually be profitable for you. And then after, after the point of, um, of signing the agreement and onboarding them, then it's a ton of research that we do, but then yeah. also providing keywords that we think might work and going back to the client and asking them what they thought about it. So that way we, we ensure that we're on the same page. Um, we also write all the ad copy and we send that back to the clients as well and make sure that we have the language correct and we're using the right lingo. Um, so there's a lot of, especially at the start of the relationship, there's a lot of back and forth just to make sure that we're not completely off base just because again, we don't know your business as well as you're ever going to know it. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm curious about this because we're working on um, a webinar right now. I mean, it's all, you know, just kind of working on the kind of the finishing touches of it and stuff. Is it possible um, for professional services to um, have that be, you know, the, the ad landing onto a landing page to opt into a webinar? Do you see that working pretty well? Yeah, I do. I've seen it happen a couple of times. It really boils down to, again, what the offer is and what you're exactly like, what the webinar is actually um, promoting. We've done a couple where we've seen pretty good success, but then it's the follow through afterwards, which is oh, the yeah. biggest thing. Because let's face it, I think it's like what I don't remember the exact stat, but I think it's about 50% of the people who actually sign up for a webinar don't actually even oh, show yeah. up. Right, right. So then there's this whole discussion of, oh, I've lost this lead, but really in reality, did you lose the lead or did you allow for them to walk away? 
Um, and I think that's the biggest thing where a lot of people don't actually touch base with those people that didn't show up. Mm-hmm. Um, and that I feel like is just leaving money on the table. So it really, oh, yeah. it really boils down to what your follow through is. Are you continually are continuing to nurture those people? But also, are you segmenting those people out? Because the people who showed up showed interest. So that messaging needs to be a little bit different than the people who uh, didn't show up because obviously they're a bit more hesitant or something might have happened. Yeah. And you really want to speak to that. So, yeah, I, 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 I think that they like in the past, we've seen webinar content work. It's just is the follow through uh, is your follow through game uh, solid enough to actually bring those people in? Because really on that front, in regards to PPC, we can only drive the people to actually sign up. We can't do anything else, unfortunately. Um, so yeah, yeah, it works, but it depends. Yeah. Um, okay. So when somebody goes to your website, hopskipmedia.com, um, you know, maybe they're they're just they're just curious right now. Uh, you know, maybe they're just hearing this podcast and they're like, huh, well, I'm open to learning more. <laughs> what would you recommend that they do? Ooh, uh, I really love our blog content. Um, so reading through those, if you're curious about PPC, I think that's a really great resource to be to be reading. Um, our Instagram page is also a really great resource to be following or reading because it just goes over um, like new industry updates along with mm. some tips and tricks. So if you're already running ads, it's a really great place to sit there and be like, okay, well, how do I drive down my cost per click? How do I get the most out of my, my ads or my ad spend and stuff like that? So I would... Um, I feel like anybody else would be like, contact us and do all these things. But I feel like yeah. I'd rather do the education side of things first. <laughs> I love, like, I love when people understand PPC more. It feels like, it just feels like it was a really great feeling for me. Um, and that's basically what I've dedicated my life to now is just educating people on PPC. So I would actually go the education route, blog and Instagram content. Um, and if it sounds like it's too hard for you, then please feel free to send us an email. We would love, <laughs> love to take on the work. Um, but I, I really want to make sure that people that we're working with feel empowered, um, especially with when they're talking to us about PPC. Look at you taking the uh, the long <laughs> approach, relationship oriented. You you must practice what you preach, Amish. Amish. I try my best. I try my best. <laughs> All right. Uh, Amit Cabra, again, your website, Hop Skip Media, and you and your team are doing great work. And congratulations on your longevity uh, in this space as well. So this has been a great conversation, Amit. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Josh. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. If you're a listener, I'd love to shout out your business to our whole audience for free. You can do that by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or join our listener Facebook group. Just search for The Thoughtful Entrepreneur in Facebook. I'd love even if you just stopped by to say hi. I'd love to meet you. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. We love our community who listens and shares our program every day. Together, we are empowering one another as thoughtful entrepreneurs. Hit subscribe so that tomorrow morning, that's right, 
seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. I promise to bring positivity and inspiration to you for around 15 minutes each day. Thanks for listening and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Thank you.